Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And I know I've been laying some real heavy, heavy stuff on you guys. I mean, karma is some heavy stuff. It's a heavy perspective to take in. And it may be a little high. It might be a little elevated. It might even be considered by some of you to be a little out there, right? Like outside of what is reality, of what is a real, practical, applicable way to live. And I want to respond to that by saying, it's not. (laughs) You can live this way. I know you can live this way because I practice to live this way. And I'm not saying that from a place of of highness. I'm not saying that from a place of betterness. I'm not saying that from a place of arrogance. In fact, just the opposite. I humbly come before you with these podcasts because, you know, these podcasts are my confessions in some ways. They're my confessions to my own journey. You've been my family. You've been my brothers. You've seen this journey unfold for the last five years now. You've seen the changes. You've seen the journey. You've seen the message go from a very cognitive message, a message of you know this not just mastery of mind, but mastery of environment dominance and control and to make things, to force things into your will to a much more loving, a much more harmonizing, much more integrative mind where the mind is now working to integrate itself into what is. And what is and always has been is the unity, is the love, is the the peace, is the harmony. And so I'm very grateful for all of you, of course, because you're my family, you're my brothers, you've seen this. And I want you to know that as I teach this, so I walk this. You know, I walk this way, brothers. I do live this way. I catch myself. I look for myself, my not self. (laughs) You know, I say I catch myself. I catch the Kevin. I catch the ego, the not self, the identity, the conditioning, the beta. And I catch it and I see it. And, And every time I do, I'm able to go deeper and deeper into what it is not who I am and who I am not. And I know that this karmic clock, this whole concept, this whole analogy is, is deep. It's very high. And when I say high, I mean it's very elevated. It's high vibration, right? It's high frequency, which is not, again, to say that, you know, it's in contrast to low frequency and therefore you must do this. You know, you must be like this and I'm better because I'm high. I'm not saying that at all because I'm low. <laughs> Because I get low too. I see it. I, th- there are times, and I'll tell you about that in, in another podcast. In fact, next week, I'm going to tell you guys about a couple miracles that I witnessed. You know, I can attest that miracles happen. And it will be a confession of, of my lack of faith because I believe that these miracles were put in front of me to, to show me how faithless I am at times. But as we get into the karmic clock part three today, first thing I want to say to you is happy holidays, brothers. Happy holidays, because look, like, I know this is the holiday season. Whatever religion you believe in, whatever religion you follow, you know, there's, this is the season of Hanukkah, this is the season of Kwanzaa, this is the season of Christmas, season of 
of the winter solstice even, if you're following the seasons and looking at where the earth is in relation to the sun. And one of the things that I do every day is a mantra. I have a mantra that I say every day. I say it on my mala beads, on my, you know, you may call them a rosary, the rosary beads, the mala beads, 108 times. I say, may all beings everywhere be happy and free. And may the thoughts, words, and actions of my own life contribute in some way to that happiness and to that freedom for all. And as I say that, I feel it in my body. It's something that I strive for my freedom. I want to awaken. my where, where I am in the karmic clock is to awaken myself to a point to where I am freeing others because it's only through my own enlightenment, it's only through my own freedom, my own realization, my own unity that others can be free. We don't help each other. That is a part of the illusion of duality. Every time we try to help each other in the material world, we actually end up keeping each other subjugated to duality, subjugated to separateness. Because in order for one person to help, there must be somebody else who needs help. And as long as you're in a state of helping, there is another who is in a state of receiving that. There's a helper and a helpee. And no matter what you may be doing, whether it's buying a meal or for someone or giving somebody some money or teaching somebody a new skill or providing somebody with a product or a service or whatever the help is, helping somebody change a tire, for example. As long as you're in the mindset, as long as your mind and intention is, I am helping them, then in that material space, in the material space of separateness, you are continuing to hold that space, hold that state of separateness where you are the helper and they are the helpee and there's an action of helping. And that's all a part of the illusion. You know, all three of those things are occurring inside of time, I should say. They're occurring inside of time where there's you, there's them, and there's the action between the two of you. And in order to really understand unity, to really understand oneness, all of that has to dissolve. The helper, the helpee, and the action of helping itself all becomes one. It all rolls up into the now where none of it exists. None of it is there. There's not the helper. There's not the you helping the other. There's not the other receiving your help. And the action of help disappears. It's all one. And I know that's heavy. I know that's a heavy one. But today we're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap up this heaviness. <laughs> and I know I've been heavy with you guys. I, in 2024, I'll, I might come across a little lighter. Maybe not. Maybe I just get even more heavy. right? Maybe I even get more, even more deep. But I want to kind of wrap this one up because when we talk about the karmic clock for the last time here, you know, for the third time, for the last time, I've already talked about what it is, right? That was two weeks ago. And last week I talked to you guys about how it's really an analogy of love. It's a way to look at each other with love, with acceptance, not in the way that we condone actions because we don't say that it's condoned. We don't just walk by and, and ignore because that's condoning. Condoning is, you know, I don't want condoning and acceptance to be misunderstood. I don't want them to become synonyms here. You know, condoning is, to use the analogy that we're going to get into in a moment, and again, I'll get into it now, in fact, where last week I talked about how we're all walking. We're all walking here. We're all walking through our journey, we're walking through the karmic clock. There are people that are, that have fallen. And they've fallen hard. Some people have fallen real, real hard. Now, the reason why they've fallen hard is not because they're bad people. It's not because they're evil people. It's not because there's something wrong with them. It's not because they need to be punished, right? It's because of the same reason why you fall, brother. 
It's because they are in separation. It's because they're in suffering. It's because they miss unity. You know, they miss that, that, that space of, of oneness. They miss union, union with all things, union with God, union with now, union with um, each other, union with being, union with love and peace, union with harmony. And the closer you are to kind of being separated from that union, the more deeply you suffer because the earlier you are on in your journey. That's what I mean when I say 12.01 to like two o'clock. You know, you're very early on. And so you're in a deep state of suffering. You're in a deep state of separation. And so you've fallen hard. Like these people fall hard. Now, I know that I'm not talking to you. Like, I know that that's not you. I get that. I know that's not you because it, it's not you. You're not listening to this podcast. I guarantee you, if you're between 12.01 and 2 o'clock, you are not listening to this podcast. I mean, you might be. You might be listening to it from a prison cell somewhere, right? You know, because you, you got punished. You might be listening to it from a, a mansion somewhere in Colombia because your profession is, you know, selling drugs and kidnapping kids, right? You might be listening to it, you know, that might be your thing. But I don't think so. Like, I just don't think so. I don't think that that's who my audience is. I believe that my audience are people that are past six o'clock or, or at least reaching six o'clock that are kind of in that state. You know, you may be buffering. You might be 4.30, 5 o'clock, you know, you might be in that state of despair, that 5.59 area, you might be past, you might be in a 6.30, 7 o'clock area where, you know, you're really trying to go deeper into yourself, you know, doing the breath work and doing the meditations and that kind of thing. You might have already passed, passed through the knowing that there's nothing in the external world that's going to get it. But maybe not, again, because of the, t because of the title, because <laughs> of the search engine optimization, as it were, the alpha male coach podcast, you may be seeking more money, right? You may have the desire. There might be a desire. Like as Buddha said, there are five hindrances and one of them is greed and lust. That's one of them is sensual pleasure, sensual desires, greed and lust. So you might be seeking that. You might be seeking, well, how can I make more money? Well, alpha males make more money. So I'm going to go search alpha male and I come up with Kevin's podcast. Or you might be seeking more women. You say, how do I get more women? Well, alpha males get more women. So I'm going to search alpha male and Kevin's podcast comes up. So that might be the case. You know, you might still be in this whole idea of sexual market value, SMV, which, you know, is erroneous. Again, you want to go back a couple of years ago, three or four years ago, I did a podcast on that one, but you may be in that state as well. So you might still be in that, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock area. That's okay. Again, because that's what last week was all about. Last week was all about that. It's all about recognizing it's all okay. It's all love. It's all one. Like the clock is one. No matter where the hands are pointing, whether pointing at three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, it's all one clock, brothers. Like that's the thing. We're still one. We're still walking this path together. Together. We're wandering around in the darkness together. Okay, we're wandering around in the garden, right? We're wandering around in unity. Here's This is what's wild, and this is what's so, so wild. We're wandering around in oneness, in unity. We're, we are together. We are in oneness. We are in unity. But we're in this illusion of darkness, right? The light is within us. The light has always been there. But we choose to walk in darkness. We choose to see separation. It's a wild, wild thing. It's a part of the plan. It's a part of perfection. It's divine will. God knows. God knows all. And I'm not talking about the, the white bearded figure in the heavens. You know, I'm not talking about this dude because that's mythology, right? Like that's Sunday school. That's, that's children's stuff. Like I'm talking about eternal God's source. I'm talking about the Alpha and the Omega. I'm talking about the, 
the knowing of everything that's happened, is happening, and will happen. It's all done. It's all complete, right? You know, yes, God put the tree in the garden. He put the tree of knowledge in the garden, not thinking that we wouldn't eat it. Of course, he knew we would eat it. He even sent the serpent probably. You know, of course he sent the serpent because he's God. <laughs> you know, she's God, it's God, whatever. Like we don't need to get into the pronoun thing. It is God. God knows all. God was not fooled. It wasn't like, oh, okay, so here's where they cover themselves up. Like what has happened? I, he knew that it was going to happen. He knew when and how it was going to happen because he had set this karmic clock. It's all part of the perfection. It's all God bringing us back to himself. It's love coming back to love. Everything is love. But what about you? <laughs> what about you? Because you are not between 12.01 and 2 o'clock, right? That's what I talked about last week. What about you? You know, what about me, Kevin? What about me? Like, how do I live this path? What do I do? How can I help my brothers? If you're on board with this, if you remember from last week, if you're on board with this, that we're all walking around, we're all walking around together, and some of us have fallen. Some of us have fallen really, really hard. Like we've fallen so hard, we broke both legs, both arms, and all of our ribs, right? Like we just cannot get up. Like we're down and we are down for the count, right? Like again, these are the people 12.01 to 2 o'clock. Some people fall and they bump their knee. They're having a tough time getting up. Oh, you know, a tough time here, but I think, you know, some people, you know, they trip, they fall, they, you know, takes them a second, they pop up, you know, they don't need a whole lot of help because they just need to remember. It's like, oh yeah, that, that wasn't right. I trip, I fell, but I, I'm walking again, I'm back on the path. And then there are the people that come around and kick others when they're down, right? They're the people that say, well, I'm better than you. Like you're down there, I'm up here. In order for me to stay up here, I need to keep you down there. Those are those people too. Like they're out there too. They're having their own karmic clock. They're in their own place. And all of these people are doing it because of the illusion, because of their own suffering, because of the illusion of separation, because of the suffering that they're going through, the suffering that doesn't need. We don't need to suffer in our Father's kingdom. Do you understand? Like, we don't need to suffer. Suffering is not a part of what is needed. And yet, it is a part of what is needed because it's a part of the plan. So we need to look at the, the suffering. We need to see it for what it is. And that's why I give you the karmic clock analogy. It's a part of the path. It's a part of the journey. But what do we do with it? What do you do? What do I do, Kevin? What do I do? What do I do? Well, first of all, <laughs> you have many choices in your life. You have many options here. There's lots of things you could do. You could kick people when they're down. You could be one of those people. When you fall, you could get back up on yourself. You could... I mean, I'm going to get to you falling in a second, but, but you could kick people when you're down. You know, run over, kick them. Okay, you can walk right past them or you can help them up. Right? Those are the three options I gave you last week. Now, what does it mean to help people up? We know what it means to kick them when they're down. Right? That's what society has been pushing on us. That's what society conditions us. You know, it's the age of punishment. You know, throw them in a jail cell, blame them, project them. Cancel, you know, the whole cancel thing, cancel culture, whatever they whatever they're calling it now. I don't even I don't even know. But you know, that's the mob mentality, you know. One person starts kicking and everybody else wants to get on the kicking. Start kicking, 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 kicking. And you can do that. That that's a part of your karma. That's a part of your action. That's a part of your journey here. You can do that. 
You could walk right past. Some people do that as well. Just walk right past. You know, it's like the ostrich. You know, it's like the ostrich is ahead in the sand. You know, out of sight, out of mind. I don't want to see it. I don't want to do anything about it. I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm just, it's like the condoning of it, right? If I, if I don't see it, I don't know about it. I don't, it's like the diamond mines in Africa. It's not on the news. Nobody's talking about this. It's not on the news. We all know where the diamonds come from. Okay, we all know these diamonds are, are being mined out of, out of Africa. But hey, like we're not thinking about it. It's not in our mind. We're not thinking about it. What's in our mind? Well, something else is in our mind. Maybe Israel's in our mind. Maybe Ukraine is in our mind. You know, maybe the last school shooting is in our mind. You know, because when we turn on the news, that's what we see. You know, we don't see these other things that are still happening. You know, the genocide in Burma, for example, is happening. It's all happening. But, you know, we just walk right past it. We don't bother with these. We don't kick these people. We don't help these people. We just, we just walk right past them. But you can also help them up. You can also go in there and help people up. And what does that look like? That looks like love. It's love. Because here's the thing. This is why it's happening. What, the question is, why is it happening, right? Now, society wants us to say it's because these people are evil. Why do people abuse animals? Because they're evil. Why do people kidnap kids? Because they're evil. Why do people uh, steal cars? Because there's something wrong with them. Why do people go into schools and shoot up teachers and students? Because they're evil, because they're possessed, because they have mental disorders, because too easy to get a firearm, like all, all kinds of different reasons, all kinds of different things. Who do we blame? We blame the parents. We blame the teachers. We blame the video games. We blame the music. We blame the government. We blame all these things. Somebody has to be held accountable. But here's the real thing. The real thing is that they're suffering. The real thing is they lack unity. They have forgotten unity. They have forgotten oneness. Nobody, nobody showed them the love. That's all they need. You know, it's all, it's all any of us, it's all any of us are ever seeking. All of us are seeking the same thing. Everything is love. That is the premise, brothers. If you have a question about this and you want to know why this is, it's because everything is love. And if you don't believe that, if you don't know that, if you don't experience that, then come to me. Come to me. I will show you this. I will prove this to you. I can prove to you that everything is love. Everything is love. All things, all molecules, all atoms, they have at their essence, at their core, a vibration of love. The, you know, the quasars, you know, all the things, everything, all of it. The mesons, you know, the smallest particles. They are love, and they come together to create love, and they come together in love. Everything is love. Love kills the demon. I think that was in Natural Born Killers, right? It's a Woody Harrelson movie. Love kills a demon. Love kills a demon. I mean, yes, it's a strange movie, but it couldn't be more correct. Love kills a demon. All the masters have taught us that. So what do you do? What do I do? You love you love, and that doesn't mean accepting, right? That doesn't mean condoning. And that's, that can be a very tricky thing for the mind. The mind can say, well, Kevin, if I just accept, if I just love, then doesn't that mean just like letting people get away with what they're doing? It's like, so we just, we don't do anything about this. We just give them a hug. We just give them a hug and say, oh, it's okay. It's okay that you were never shown love. It's okay that you were, that you're suffering. It's okay that you're, that you're so far removed from unity that now this is the way you demonstrate your pain 
It's okay. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying, brothers. I'm being facetious with you. That's not what I'm saying. Because what I'm also saying is throwing them into a jail cell to teach them more pain, to teach them more anger, to teach them more resentment, to teach them more hate. Well, that's not going to get it done either. Now, that's what we do. And that's perfect because we're doing it. But we evolve from this, right? We grow from this. We learn from this. This is a part of the lesson all of us must learn. We're all on this lesson of love. We're all on this, this journey of back to unity. So right now in the age of punishment, that's what we do. And it's a part of the perfection of what we do. But as we wake up, as we get closer together as one, that will go away. We'll stop doing that. We'll stop, we'll stop adding suffering to suffering. And we'll begin to neutralize suffering with love. To neutralize suffering with, by reaching out the hand and saying, brother, come. Remember, come back. Come back and remember. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, first of all, it comes down to you listening to what's happening within you because you can't do that until you can let go of whatever karma is within you, whatever's triggering within you. And that's, that's really podcast number one, guys. That's really, you know, the model of alignment, the universal truth. It begins with you because as long as you have pain, suffering, anger, hate within your heart, that's what you need to let go of first. The first move is always yours. The first move is to let go. The first move is to surrender what is not you. That's why we begin with the model of alignment. That's why you come in the academy. What am I going to tell you? <laughs> Thought downloads, model of alignment. You know, you guys can do this on your own. You don't need to enroll in the academy for that. You need to begin to see what is going on inside of you. What is happening? As you, when you turn on the TV and you see these things, you see this, these, these harmonious things that are happening according to God's will, what is being triggered within you? What are your reactions to it? That is where we all must begin. That is where we all must begin. Because that is what is perpetuating what you see on TV. Your resistance, your anger, your reaction, your hatred of them or them. You know, whether you're angry at Russia, or you're angry at Hamas, or you're angry at Israel, or you're angry at Ukraine, or you're angry at those shooters, or you're angry at Trump, or you're angry at Biden, or you're angry at, I don't know what's on TV these days. I, full disclosure, I don't watch TV. I don't really know. <laughs> it's a full disclosure, brothers. That's my confession to you. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I, I'm kind of going off what some of my students have been talking about during, during coaching calls. So, that's the first move. The first move is what is within you because you are seeing what is within you. You're seeing it. You know, the outer is a part of your journey. The outer you must see. You must see it because there's something within you that you have to see. It's not the outer. It's not for you to project and to blame and to say them or them. It's for you to look within and say, this is what happens within me when I see this. That's why you're turning on the TV. That's why it's a part of your journey. That's why when you turn on the TV, you see what you do. It's not so that you can see that outside. It's so you can see this inside. That's how you get back to love, is by letting go of where you have barriers to love. That's the first move, because otherwise you're just kicking them when they're down. Otherwise you're running up to join the mob. You will never be able to reach out a hand to help your brother up as long as you're joining the mob to kick them when they're down. You cannot have both. You can't love and hate at the same time. You cannot do it. 
It is impossible. You know I don't like the word can't, <laughs> but this is one time when we can use this word. You can't do it. So the first move for you is the same move that I've been talking to you guys about for years. To look within. To see your thoughts. To see your feelings. To, to watch your actions. Watch your karma. Watch your reactions. Watch what's happening. That's the first move. Because that will show you where you are on the karmic clock. That will show you where your lessons are. That will show you the place that you have come to learn, to let go, to come back home. Come back home to unity. Come back home to oneness. Come back home to love. This is where you have to begin. Now, I could probably leave it at that because I don't think there's many of us out there that are at a state at a place, at a time in the karmic clock where there's not a reaction, where there's not a reaction of that shouldn't be. And here's why. Whatever follows shouldn't be because that person's evil or that group is evil or this person's an idiot or this person doesn't know, you know, you know, this person's a mental case, like whatever it is, whatever judgment comes through. Whenever judgment comes through, that's what you need to see. That's you kicking, punishing. The truth is that person's suffering, or that, or that group is suffering. The people, the individuals, the group, they're all suffering. There's the compassion. And to feel compassion for someone who is harming you is really the effective way of purifying your own barriers. It's freeing yourself from anger. And it's developing the truth. It's revealing the truth of your nature that the harm of the person has done to you will carry you along in your journey. It will carry you along in your journey. Now that's the next part that I want to talk about. It's a nice little segue there because I need to talk to you guys about this. Because what if you're the one being kicked? You know, what if you've fallen? What do you do? Well, what most people do is fight back, <laughs> right? What most people do is fight back. You've done something. You've done something to trip to fall. People come around, they start kicking you, blaming you. You need to be held accountable. You need to be held accountable. You're to blame. You're to blame. Punish him. Punish him. What do most of us do? What do most of us do? We get defensive. And defensiveness is a part of our lessons here. It's a part of our karma. Because what are you defending? You are defending your fall. You are saying, I have fallen. And you're not saying I've fallen and it's okay. Because here's the thing, brother. You have fallen and it is okay. But what you're defending is... That it was in some way, like, this is difficult to say because like, I don't want to come across with the wrong concept, but it's almost like I've fallen and it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my choice. It wasn't me. It was the one-armed man, you know, like they say in the, in the fugitive, right? You're defending your ego. You're defending this idea that you have an identity. You're defending the idea that you've done something wrong 
And by doing that, you're actually you've actually convinced that you did do something wrong. Because if you didn't do anything wrong, you wouldn't have anything to defend. If you really knew that it was okay, if you really knew it was okay, here's how you would react. And, it's, and I know this is wild, so hold on to this because I'm going to explain this to you. If you really knew that your fall was a part of God's plan, if you really knew that your fall was okay, that is all a part of perfection, then you would just lie there and you would allow yourself to be kicked. And I know that that sounds outrageous to most of you. Most of you would say, what did I just hear? Did Kevin really say I need to be a victim? No, that is not what I'm saying. Because there is no victim. There's perfection. You are not a victim. The moment you think you're a victim, you're going to start defending. You're going to start to say, I am not a victim and you need to defend. I need to protect. I need to stop this kicking. I need to make sure that my I am protected and I need to protect myself from this kicking, from this victim. And that perpetuates you being a victim. That you need to protect yourself from being one. Makes you one. Do you understand that? I know that's I know that that's that's a very subtle and heavy point, but but here's the thing: like there's a reason why this is happening. The reason why it's happening is because somebody else fell and you kicked them. There's the karma. And it's happening now for you because at this point, whatever point it is in your journey, you are balancing what you've done in the past. Wow. Ouch. How's that feel? You might say, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> I've never stolen from anybody. You know, somebody just stole from me or something like this, right? I've never done this. I've never done that. I've never done these things. But you have. But you have. Maybe not in this life, but you have. And that's the thing. That's the big thing that you're missing. And that's why we live in the state of forgetting. That's why we live in the state of illusion. Because you think that you are, what, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old? You think that you are, what, Mike, Joe, Bob, Bruce, Kevin? <laughs> that's what you think. But you're not. That's the illusion. You are the eternal awareness of consciousness. You are the soul. You are the spirit. You are the Atman. You are the self, the true self, the nature of love and light. And you have been here for a long, long, long time, brother. Long time. And you've done it. Yes, you've done it. You've done it all. You've done all the things that you judge as evil in the world. You have done it because you've been around for that long. You've been around long enough to do everything, everything. You've done it all. You've been the villain and the hero. You've been the king and the peasant. You've been the mother and the father, the son and the daughter. You've, but you've been it all. You've been the lover and the enemy. All of it. You've done everything. And in that moment, in that moment that you're down and you're being kicked, and here's the thing, and again, I'll say this to you, and I'm going to take it a step further because <laughs> that's what I like to do. I like to take it. I like to push, 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 push the boundaries of the ego. 
Because again, these words are not for the ego. These words are for the soul. The words actually are for the ego. The words are to trigger that ego right out of you. But the frequency, the energy that I'm putting through this transmission, that's for the soul to remember. Because I'm going to take a step further. I'm going to tell you that while you're down there, while you're down there being kicked, you actually say a prayer for the people kicking you. You say, forgive them for they know not what they do. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And they don't. And they really don't, brother. They really don't. Because they are you, and you don't know what you do. It's the suffering. It's the forgetfulness. It's the feeling of being out of the garden. It's the feeling of being away from God. It's the feeling of being separate from unity, from oneness. That creates so much pain, creates so much pain and so much suffering that they know not what they do and you know not what you do. And so while you're being kicked, instead of being defensive, instead of fighting back, instead of laying there like a victim, you offer more love. You offer more love. You say, forgive them. You say, thank you. Thank you for this balance of karma. The suffering from these people that are harming me. I take on their suffering so that they may be free, so that they may remember, so that they can get all their kicks out and exhaust themselves to the point that maybe they can remember who they are. Get all that suffering out. Take it all out on me. Take it out on me. Do your worst. Because I've done mine. I've done it in my past, my past lives, millions of times over. And now you're doing yours. And I don't wish on you pain. I don't wish on you suffering. I wish on you only happiness and freedom. I take it on. I take it on and, and I ask for forgiveness. I ask that God forgives my aggressors. You know, brothers, there's this idea in the meditative community, uh, communities that meditate, um, where they say, you know, if you have like a, an illness, an illness is another one. Illness is you getting kicked, by the way. I want you to know that. It's not just about other people harming you. When you get sick, that's another part of it. That's a purging process. That's a balancing of karma. You're getting sick because, you're, because it's come around. You're letting go now. This is a balance. People get so upset when they get sick, right? People say, oh, I'm sick. It makes me grateful of being healthy. Well, I say, just be grateful that you're sick. Just be grateful that you're sick. It's not to remind you of what health is like. It's not like health is better than sickness. They're the same. It's the same thing. That's the thing. Is that, And again, going back to the karmic clock, I mean, up until about 1030, there's still this better or worse. There's still this, I want this, but not that. You know, I want a promotion in my job, but I don't want to get cancer, right? After 10.30, after 11 o'clock, it's like, they're all the same. I got a promotion in my job. Okay, great. I got cancer. Okay, great. Good. It's all great. It's all balanced. It's all me moving closer and closer and closer to oneness, to unity. It's all getting back there. It's because it's the purging. It's the balancing. In the mind, we think, oh, this is not good. I don't want this. I want that. But even sickness is the same. 
Sickness is exactly the same. So I'll come back to it. There's this idea in the meditative community, right? That if you have a sickness, if you have something that the quote unquote is wrong with you and there's nothing ever wrong with you, again, there's nothing ever wrong. You are perfect. It doesn't matter if you're at 1230 or whether you're at 1130 on the karmic clock, you're moving through, you're moving through your journey. And sometimes we manifest or not manifest, but we, yeah, we manifest. I guess you could say that we manifest from the soul. This is when the soul plans out its journey in this form, in this incarnation, it decides it's going to have an autoimmune disorder. It's going to have an allergy or it's going to have something, right? It's going to say, okay, like it's going to have a, a depression or a, some other mood disorder. And so there's this idea in the meditative community that to say, okay, so we're going to meditate. We're going to close our eyes and we're going to breathe in. We're going to breathe in light. We're going to breathe in all the light and all the love and all the healing. We're going to breathe it into our bodies, right? And then we're going to breathe out all the illness and all the sadness and all the suffering and all the pain. We're going to breathe it out. And we're just going to keep doing that. We're going to breathe in what's good and we're going to breathe out what's bad, right? (laughs) And again, it's like there is no good or bad. There is no good or bad. You can probably imagine, I'm going to flip this one on its head too. I'm going to say, look, like when you reach that point, when you reach that point, when you can be on the ground, when you can be kicked on the ground, whether it's the kick coming from other people that are harming you, or whether it's a kick coming from, you know, your own choice, your own soul's choice to create a body that is disease ridden or as a autoimmune or whatever it is, you know, when, you, when you're in that state of, of being down, of feeling sorry for yourself or feeling like a victim or whatever it is when you're down and being kicked, that you offer up that gratitude, you offer up that prayer, you offer up that save them. Don't judge them. Save them for what they're doing. Save them for how they're harming others. They know not what they do. And you do the same. You do the same in your meditation. That as you meditate, you breathe in. You take into your body. Again, (laughs) this might trip you out. This might trigger you a little bit. You breathe in all the suffering of the world. Breathe it in. Breathe in all of the people that are suffering in Israel. You know, all the suffering that's happening in Israel, all the bombings and all the, but, but also breathe in all the suffering that's happening from the Hamas because they're the ones doing the bombings, right? Like they're the ones doing the killings. So they're suffering too. Breathe that in. Breathe in all the suffering that's happened in Ukraine. All the families, all the families that are being attacked, but also breathe in what's happening with the attackers because they're suffering too. Breathe in when there's a school shooting, breathe in the pain of the families of the victims and breathe in the pain of the shooter that sent him to that school. Breathe it in, breathe in the suffering and then in your heart, in your heart of light, in your heart of love, which is who you are, a celestial being, a divine being born in the garden of Eden, born in unity, born in love. In your heart of light, transmute that and breathe out all of that love. Take all of that love and breathe it out into the world and heal the world with your love, with your light. Breathe that out. I know it's the opposite of what's being taught, right? It's the opposite. But why is it the opposite? Because we've forgotten who we are. Because we think that we're these human beings that are victims of our environment and we are not. We are celestial beings 
who have forgotten who we are. We're celestial beings, divine beings, living in unity, living in oneness, living with each other, just living with amnesia, living out divine will, living out our karmic clock. And that's what I got for you guys today. I love you, brothers. I'll see you next week and elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.